Good morning. Today is October 24th. It's Wednesday. I'm excited to be here with you today on Closet Conversations with Cody. So I just did about six minutes of the message and I realized that it was private. So no one could see this video. No one could watch the video live. So I'm going to restart it. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, I'm glad that you're here. Just the idea behind the closet conversations with Cody is just to have quiet time with God in the morning, getting our focus, getting our hearts right on him. So we've been talking the last couple of days about a fresh perspective. And the idea behind it is that a fresh perspective is, is what we need if we've been walking with God for a while, or it could be if, if we've just come to God and had a relationship with God. But, but the idea behind the fresh perspective is to have a, a, a fresh viewpoint. And, and I think of, of going to Walt Disney World and seeing the Magic Kingdom and, and how whether you're, you're six years old and you walk in and see the Magic Kingdom and you're just totally in shock and awe, or whether you're 30 and you're taking your kids and, and making memories, the, the, the shock and awe will always be there because it's just, it's just majestic. And I feel like as, as Christians, we can tend to lose the shock and awe factor because we've been walking with God, we we know the words, we don't have to read our Bible, we know to serve, but we don't serve. And and so a fresh perspective, the, the what we've been talking about is just the idea of, of just renewing our mind to the things of God. So the very first day we talked about how God sees us and, and we learned that God loves us so very much and and that He His plans are good and to prosper us. And then yesterday, which was absolutely phenomenal, we talked about the a fresh perspective on the Word of God on your Bible. So, you know, I shared I shared a vi or a, a picture of what if we carried our Bible the same way that we carried our cell phone? What would our life look like? And it was funny because there was two or three people that commented on that post and said, "Well, the, my Bible's on my cell phone, so." I'm doing I'm doing both, and that's phenomenal. I have the Bible on my my phone. I, I do read it frequently, but there's something there's something about carrying this in your hand. There's something about having it, just just being able to pick it up. You know, it's it's great, and I'm not knocking anybody that has it on their cell phone. That's phenomenal. If it's on there, you need to read it. There's a lot of a lot of apps on my phone are unused. So if your Bible's on there use it. But that was what we covered yesterday. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can go to our podcast. You can also go on YouTube or scroll down on Facebook to find that live video. Today, what we're going to talk about, though, is a fresh perspective towards sin. Towards sin. And the very first thing that I thought of when we talked about sin was Mahatma Gandhi's quote, hate the sin, love the sinner. And as I was researching some of that, you know, and prior to going live, I just I started seeing, and I've grown up knowing that, and I'm sure you you've all known, hate the sin, love the sinner. But I was I was researching, and within the first 50 Psalms, it's mentioned over and over and over that God hates the sinner. 
And Mahatma Gandhi, you know, obviously he was not a Christian, but that is, it's one of those that, that it's twisted. It's a twisted truth because the reality is, is God cannot be anywhere near sin. He can't. There's no way. The holiness, and this is what we're going to cover, the holiness of God alone will not permit sin to remain in his presence. So the idea is, is you know, oh, we got to hate the sin, love the sinner. We, we, we do need love. Love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That is, that is, that would sum up the commandments. But we need to have a fresh perspective towards sin. And that's that's my prayer. My hope that is that we we have this new viewpoint towards sin. If we can get that, I guarantee that your life is going to change. Guarantee without a shadow of a doubt. If you commit to yourself and say, God, I want a fresh viewpoint. I want a fresh view, a fresh understanding of what sin is, of why sin separates us and what it does to your heart. If you will, if you will chew on this message today, I guarantee there will be a difference. So let's hop in. The very first thing that we need to understand, and and we're going to cover a lot of scripture. I'll put all these in, on the podcast and the YouTube notes. But the very first thing that we have to understand is what it talks about in Psalm five four. There is absolutely no evil that dwells within God. There is no evil. There is no sin. This can go back to Monday's message. Well, if God is a good God, why does he allow bad things to happen? There is no evil within him. So if there's no evil within him, there's no sin in him, and there's no evil thoughts or evil intentions towards his children. And we mentioned this before, but it goes back to if would I ever have hate or would I ever have negative feelings towards my own children no no even if even if they they did something that's disastrous i I don't i don't even know because they're young but even later in life they did something disastrous i'm still going to love them and that's the same way that god is with us but the reality is there's no evil that dwells within god we also have to understand that he is holy. It says this in Isaiah 6 3. It says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. We're going to talk about sin, don't worry. But we have to understand that there, there is no sin within God, there's no darkness, there's no evil, and that he is holy. And the idea is, is if we go back to Genesis and we go back to Adam and Eve, and if you remember, that was, I think it was our fourth or fifth video that we actually had, Grace was on here, and she told a little bit of the story about Adam and Eve and about how Eve took the fruit and Adam ate the fruit with Eve, and they were both excluded from the garden. That was the very first example of sin was when she ate the fruit and then Adam chose to eat it as well. God told them, do not do this. You could do everything else, but don't do that. Isn't that like us? Oh, man. 
don't do this. But you can do all that, but don't do this. What, what is it that we're drawn to? We're drawn to the thing that we can't do. Think about it. Someone says, Cody, you're not going to be successful in with X. What am I going to do? I'm going to go out and prove it. And see, that that might be a shift. It might be something that, that you need to shift in your thinking where, well, God said I can't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not supposed to be to be drunk with wine. Well, I'm, I'm going to drink anyway. You don't, you, you understand what I'm saying? So if we go back to the Adam and Eve, they sinned, they committed sin, and their sin brought death. We learned that in the New Testament in Romans, the, the, the iniquities of sin is death. And we didn't see death, though, with Adam and Eve. What did we see? What happened to Adam and Eve? They were banished from the garden. They were separated from God. So we have to understand that literally every time we're committing a sin, we are separating ourselves from God. We are creating a chasm between us every time we commit a sin. We separate ourselves. Now, there's one thing to commit a sin as a Christ follower and as a believer and as a son of God, and there's something completely different for an unrepentant sinner. So we're going to cover both of those. Unrepentant sinner, if you continue to go on in sin and, and you don't repent and you don't accept Jesus as your atonement for the sins, you don't believe that he died on a cross for us, you don't believe that he went to the, to the grave for three days, battled hell, conquered hell and now sits at the right hand of God, then you, according to the Bible, it's not Cody saying it, according to the Bible, you will suffer eternity in damnation. That's, that, it's not me, that's the Bible. Go and read it, or I'll send you the verse after we finish. Now, if we are the children of God, if we've, if we've confessed Jesus as our, our Lord and Savior, we've believed in our heart and confessed with our mouth, that Christ Jesus is our Lord, then what happens when we commit a sin, we have a brief separation, but you repent and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. I sinned against you. I sinned against you. Please forgive me. And we're going to cover what we do when we when we get to sin. I've got a little little three-step process but you understand that there are there are there's a significant difference between a un, an unbeliever and a believer so if you're if you're in that you know that first category you're an unbeliever and you 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 haven't confessed that that jesus is your lord and savior reach out to me i'll lead that i'll lead you through that to show you what it looks like so you do not have to spend an eternity in hell god's attitudes towards sin listen to this this is straight from the Bible. This is what sin is like in the eyes of God. Isaiah 6.3. I wrote that down wrong. It's Isaiah. It's, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll verify it after. Putrefying source. Sin. It says putrefying source in Isaiah. Psalm 38.4. Sin is a heavy burden. 1 John 1.6. Sin is like walking around in darkness. And that's, that's it. That's why we are called as, as believers 
to be a city set on a hill, to have our candle burning so we can go in and find the sinners. But once we commit sin, what do we do with our candle? What do we do? We, and we, we've, we've touched on this a little bit before, but we're getting a fresh perspective. What happens is, is we have our little light. We have our candle, right? We have our candle, so it's burning. And we think, well, I'm going to commit a sin. I may go and tell a lie. I may go and have an adulterous relationship in my mind with, with one of my coworkers. I may slander somebody in my profession. I may lie. I may steal something. All of a sudden, when, when, we, when we take our, the idea is, is that the sin, it takes our focus off of God and it puts us on the world. The Bible says that we are, we are called to hate the things of the world because the world is the playground of the devil, right? This is his domain. God is ultimately in control, but this is where he, he has some control. So he has, he has the ability to, to roam around like a lion roaring. But the reality is, is when we, we go to commit that sin, we cover our light. We cover it. Would you agree with that? Would you agree that, say, for example, we're, we, you know, we're, we're telling a lie or for whatever reason, whether you're trying to impress somebody or whatever reason, you, you are literally, if you think about it, if you take this fresh perspective, you are covering your light. You are, you are, you are stopping at, at some point and you're saying, well, I'm, I'm not a believer right now because I, I need to, I need to lie for whatever reason, you are literally subduing, you're, you're covering the Holy Spirit that's within you to keep you from the purity and walking with God. And when you cover your light, now all of a sudden you've got separation and you're back in the darkness, walking in darkness, 1 John 1, 6. Until you repent, say, God, forgive me. Please forgive me, Lord. Help me not do that again. Now the light's back. But you see, in the darkness, what happens is, and this has happened to me every single time I've committed a sin, is I go in, I cover my light, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, I'm going to cover my light, I'm going to commit my sin, thinking that God's not going to see me. We already know that, that's not true. God is omnipresent. He's, he's everywhere. Cover our light, we commit our sin in the darkness. And if we don't repent, we stay in the darkness. And that is when the enemy attacks us with condemnation. And there's revelation right now. I, I just feel it releasing. It's coming to me, but it's also releasing to you. You can feel the revelation because think about it. The last time that you sinned, what happened? You committed the sin. You believe the lie that the sin was going to be greater than, than the promises of God. Oh, man, I'm touching on something now. You believed the lie that the sin was greater than the promises 
of God for you. You exchanged a momentary sin for the promises for the eternal promises of God. And then what happened? Now you're now you're going to receive condemnation. You are going to be beat up. You're going to be put into a dryer, so to speak. You're just going to be tumbled over and over by the by the enemy. Oh, Cody, you're no good. I knew it. I knew it. You committed that sin. You are no good. You you are not a true believer. You're not a Christian. You I can't believe it. You just go do something else. Go go get a beer. Go make it better. Go do this. Go do that. It happens to me. I know it happens to you. Got to get out of that darkness. We've got to keep our light shining. Sin separates us from God. We talked about this in Genesis, but it's literally in the Bible. Isaiah 59, 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you. Fresh perspective. You have to understand that every time we commit a sin, it's almost like God saying, I can't look. I can't look. He can't have sin. He can't be near sin. He is holy. The next time you go to commit that sin, you have to understand, is this sin, is this momentary flash of pornography, is this, is this momentary uh, uh, being drunk on a Saturday night and, and whatever in, ensues after that, is this lie that's going to get me a paycheck or, or, or a dollar or whatever. Is, is it worth the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords turning his view off of you because of the sin? We have to hate the sin. We have to focus on the promises of God. God, I don't want it. I don't want the sin. I don't want to commit sin against you. I don't want to commit iniquity against you. I don't ever want you to leave my presence i don't and that what that's called is righteousness that's called holiness that is the pursuit of being right with god to pursue sin is to turn your back on god and all the promises that he has for us we've already talked about that romans six sixteen. it says sin leading to death or to obedience which leads to righteousness you see Back in, in, and we covered this last week, but back in the Old Testament, there was no, there was no Jesus. So we had to atone for the sins. And the priests went into the temple once a year and they had to offer a sacrifice, an animal sacrifice to be able to, to, to cleanse or, or to ask God to cleanse them of their sins. We couldn't enter into his presence, but they had to offer a sacrifice because there was disobedience. So I'm going to say this quote. I heard it Sunday night from Pat Schatzline. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience leads to righteousness. Obedience is obeying. For God so loved the world that whoever shall obey him. Remember, we did that teaching. Believe it. The root word of believe is obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience, walking in God's obedience and, and, and walking free of sin is better than, God, I, I committed a sin today. Now, I don't want, I don't want to, to pummel you to the point of, I, to discourage you and say, 
We all sin. I miss it. Listen, I miss it. I sin. I do. Christiana sins. My friends sin. My pastor sins. We all sin. But if we can wrap our mind and get this fresh perspective of that obedience is better than sacrifice, then we are going to be walking in that obedience. Listen to this. This is this is just a, a refreshing. First Peter two nine. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, chosen. Receive it today. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Are you a holy nation and do you want a holy nation? Because if you do, God will give that to you. God will give that to you. So let me finish with what happens. What do you do when you sin? I can't leave you with, let's just talk about sin. And we, we mentioned this in another video, but it's, it's, it's elementary, but it works. So what happens if you've committed a sin? You need to do three things. First is you just need to confess it. God, I did this. I did this. I did that. I did this. Next thing you're doing is repenting. You're asking for forgiveness. I repent for that. I ask for forgiveness. Now, we also know that repent, is, a, is a, it's going to take a physical action. You need a repent is, is to do a 180. We've learned about this in previous videos. Repent is 180. You are doing a U-turn in the middle of the road. You are going one direction, and you're repenting, and you do a U-turn and go the opposite direction. So you confess. Lord, I committed, and I, I had a, 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 um, an adult thought. I had a sexual thought about my coworker, I need to repent for that. Because Jesus says that, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, but Jesus said that you commit adultery when you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, in your mind. So if you, you may be looking at your coworker, you may be looking at, and it could be for women, but, you know, I, I've looked at somebody and I've had sexual thoughts about somebody. You need to repent for that. You need to repent. You need to confess it. God, I did this. I repent, so you're going to do a 180, you're going to do your U-turn, and you move on. You move on. And one thing that I wrote in here that we, I didn't mention before is you don't look back. You don't look back. Don't go back to that sin. Don't return to it. Don't return to it as a dog returns to its vomit. The sin the desire, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. It'll be there. Unless you're, you're fasting and you're staying in this word, you're still going to be tempted with sin. And remember, the sin comes in up here, right? It's, it's a thought up here. Hey, I'm bored. My wife's not home. Let me, let me look at some pornography. Or, hey, there's a lot of money that I can make today. Let me just lie on this contract. Or, hey, you know what? This person just cut me off in traffic. I hope he crashes and dies. That 
is sin. We need to repent from that, for that, turn from that, and don't look back. So I thank you for tuning in. I'm a little long-winded today. I'm not going to apologize. That This message is needed, and it's given me a fresh perspective, and that, that's my prayer for you, is that you will literally go back and, and just watch this. If, if you need to watch it two or three times, wear the video out. This is why I make them. One, for me to go back and look at them, but two, it, it's just it's just to help as, as many people as I can. I want to impact as many lives as I can for the kingdom. I don't want to get to heaven and, and God show me and say, Cody, this is what you could have done. This is what this is how many souls you could have won. This is how many people you've you could have touched if you would have done this. So just get away from the sin. Get away from it. Run as fast as you can. So let's close in prayer. We'll get you on your way to start your day. Father, we thank you so much. God, we thank you for this word that uh, about sin, Lord. I pray that this message would just soak deep down into the core of who we are, Lord, that we would chew on this all day and tomorrow and, and tonight, that it would, it would just disrupt our day, Father, disrupt our thoughts today with this message. God, if we can grasp this, if the generation can grasp what the sin does and how it separates us from you, Lord, we would not want to go around sinning. So, Father, I just pray that that conviction would fall upon the hearers today, even myself, Lord. Let that conviction fall on me so that I do not commit a sin against you, Lord. I do not want to be separated from your presence. Father, help us with that today. Help us with that. Provide us a way out as, we're, as we're, we, we know that we're going to be attacked today because we just heard this message. And when we hear a message, we're going to, 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 to have experience and attack to see if it, we really took it in. And Father, help us deflect those attacks today. Help us deflect the desires of the sin, the flesh. Father, we just, we just crucify our flesh today. We, 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 we want to honor and serve you, Father. So I pray that you would help us with that today. Thank you for this fresh perspective towards sin. Thank you for, for the people that it's going to impact, Lord. That I pray this word would just get out, that, that, that you would move and, and bring people into repentance and back into your loving arms. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your mercies. We pray for your mercies that are new every morning. Father, we pray for divine appointments today, Lord, that there are people out there that need a touch and need a word from you, Lord. Let us be your mouthpiece. Let us be your, your lighthouse of hope. Be prepared with the preparation of the gospel. Father, we put on the full armor of God. We thank you for going before us and for, for winning the battle ahead of time. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. So, if you missed the first part of it, I'm just going to do a quick recap. I was literally doing a live video to myself. It was private. So I had to go back and go live, and now I'm almost 30 minutes. So I do apologize. This will be up on YouTube and on our podcast channel within the hour. So if you want to go back and listen to it, it will be on there by 8 a.m. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Miss Whitehead. You've been so faithful. Thank you, Brandy. You've been another one. Tannis, good morning. David, Stan the man. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Zach. 
Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for, Cindy Roker, thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, have a wonderful day.